0: You're listening to The Bunker, New York, live on Red Bull Radio.
1: Hello, you're listening to The Bunker, New York, on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasanick, and today we are celebrating 10 years of No Way Back, and we've got the entire family here in the studio in New York. We have uh, Amber, who does all the decorations. We have and then resident DJs BMG, Derek Klasliko, Erica, Mike Servito, and Patrick Russell. Uh, We've all picked out some tracks and we're gonna be going on and off the mic talking about uh, the music of No Way Back, I think is pretty much the focus of the show. And uh, we're going to get right into this with uh, Porter Rick's track, kind of give you an idea of some of the music that you would maybe hear walking into the party really early on in the night. And we'll be back with everybody very soon. You're listening to The Bunker, New York on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Listening to Puerto Ricks, and we're in the studio with the entire No Way Back crew, and I except guess Carlos, yes. except Carlos, that's <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and
2: also, also the Sunrise Set,
1: yeah, Scott, Scott Zacharias, Zacharias.
0: Yeah. and our and our outer space resident. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I guess we could never actually truly have everybody. That would be really
0: except uh, for but, at the party.
1: Yeah, <laughs> need the unless studio. you want to broadcast like on Saturday or Sunday of the party. Yeah, <laughs> the extended. Family. Well, there's always people that don't even make it to every party. So I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit about, since we're in the kind of outer space land here with this Puerto Ricks track, mm-hmm. of like how that aspect of the party came to be, because that wasn't, that wasn't really a part of the party from the very beginning.
2: No, when it started, it was a, a one-room party. Right. You know, and it was all focused on being a one-room. And even when we did it at the Bow House, where we had a second room that we could have used, we just let that be the overflow room. And it wasn't until we... Uh, we're bringing it to public assembly and then you're like hey we have this whole second room like what about uh, you know yeah how do we do that we didn't want to do two dance floors yeah no it it, it was a a competition so we just thought to go into experimental music
1: yeah so that one the first one was carlos and erica and was that the one that nahal and scott queens i think that was the very first outer space room.
2: Yeah, the very first outer space room would be the Tangent 2015, I think. Um, w- well, yeah, we weren't calling it an outer space room. But, yeah, it, but but the ones at Public Assembly, it was like, what, uh, Keith Fullerton Whitman?
1: That was the second one with okay. Keith and Robert A. kiabri and Container. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I can't remember who all else. But, yeah, I guess that was the start of us bringing in all this more ambient music that we
2: listen to at home into the party. Yeah, but officially it's freakier, you know, a freaky room, a place to like lose yourself and melt, no boundaries, right? You know, not like the form of dance. And then it became a different thing at the festival, No Way Back, because it really is like one of the few places where people can just let go. Yeah, when we moved
1: to tangent, I guess is when we, yeah, again, we're faced with the conundrum of what do we do with the second room?
2: We can't just yeah. leave it
1: empty. We don't want a second dance floor. Um, and now, yeah, I think I would. argue It's become a really important part of the party.
2: It, it's its own private festival. Yeah, you know, it's a festival within a festival that night. It, it's in yeah. The, the, I mean, w- w- special guests like Moritz von Oswald or Thomas Fellman in the past few years. That's yeah, Mark Verbos, Mark Verbos Ambient Live set that was amazing. Yeah, Outer Space Live this year was incredible. Yeah, that was really good. And then having the night end with uh, Scott Zacharias sunrise set, I think is just, as the light starts to come into the room, it's just magical.
1: Yeah, and that's become what just started as a one-off thing has now become a tradition, like Scott Zacharias has to close out.
0: Well, and he (laughs) used to be the person that would close out and do the set at the end of the party. Yeah, I remember that too. For Detroit parties, right? So we kind of moved him into that other room and had him wake up.
1: Yeah, there were some at 1515 15 Broadway definitely where Scott played at the end. Yeah, I remember those are when, I mean, we hold the crowd very late at Tangent now. I think it went, how late did you past play? Noon. Past noon. Past <laughs> noon. Servito's yes. played the past couple years. Because <laughs>
0: like, yeah. how long he was He's there. like, I don't know. <laughs> I started playing <laughs> and then
1: I finished and it was a lot later, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember some of those Scott Zacharias sets where it was like, sneak and cute like close members of the family and basically everybody in this room and that yeah. was about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how it started <laughs> yeah and um so this track is unit mobius or no sorry this is air liquid air liquid sorry liquid. uh increased difficulty of concentration uh, uh ironically I and i guess <laughs> i okay. i picked this one because it's kind of like uh I guess, a coming up track out of maybe the very beginning ambient Mm -hmm. part of the night. And the song is clearly about coming up on drugs,
3: (laughs) which is a thing that may or may
1: not happen at the party. But I guess trying to just to talk about like trying to create this uh, special safe environment uh, for people and the music is a big, big part of that. You can't just we don't just like start slamming. Heavy Beats really it's it's,
2: it's conceptual the whole thing. It's like it's uh, uh, like how David Mancuso would talk about the loft about Rising it up slowly getting to your plateau then go like I mean at no way back the plateau is pretty fucking freaky and then Finally like bringing it down, you know Well, we now we have like Scott Zacharias to kind of bring it up and down in the other room so you can just go nuts in the You know in the no way back room. It's a place to lose yourself. The whole environment is to made to lose yourself
1: right Um, So I guess, yeah, let's listen to this a little bit and then talk some more in a minute. Again, uh, we have the No Way Back crew here. We're celebrating 10 years of No Way Back. It was the 10-year anniversary in Detroit this year. And this weekend in New York at Good Room, we're celebrating as well. Um, So we'll be back with everybody soon. This is the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. to the bunker new york on red bull radio we're listening to gay marvin on the run which i guess is my final pick and uh why well, i like this track i played a lot and just wanted to make sure we had some gay marvin in the show because he's yeah definitely an important part of the it family has definitely played at the party at least
2: oh he only played the party that once the uh, huh. it was at the bow house with uh, um the one where we had hieroglyphic being um that was the first one I played, yeah.
3: <laughs> and it was, that and was a crazy a, night. It's a, a kind of <laughs> funny moment.
2: <laughs> and, uh, um, but yeah, no, he's been a big part of all the uh, a lot of the stuff that we've done. And he's, uh, uh, like, I did the, uh, when we did the Ectomorph Sharivari remix, he uh, helped me arrange that. He, you know, he used to live like two doors down from me, so we did an insane amount of stuff together. Oh, here, do this. I'll, I'll You know, he'd work on something, I'd work on it, you know, back and forth. But this song, I think, is like one of his masterpieces.
1: Say it's my favorite for sure. Yeah,
0: this is, I mean, you can play it in the middle of a techno set and everybody freaks out because yeah. it's Pink Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> what? what did you do to that Pink Floyd track?
1: How did you do yeah. that? Just some looping on the CDJ,
2: bro. Well, no, it's, uh, uh <laughs> the original's like 177 BPM in, th- in three quarter time. So he he put it in four four time and that slowed it down, which made it possible. Then he added like the house rhythms and stuff. It's, it's a really, it's one of his best works. Yeah, yeah,
1: and all the—I mean, pretty much all the Game Marvine tracks are Flawless. edits. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's always it's always starting with somebody else's track and yeah, transforming it. Right? Well, yeah, he that, that Game
2: Marvine is the, is it, he? You know, the other stuff is uh, that's original, sensual circuitry. That's right. You know, and there's some really oh, great sensual yeah. circuitry yeah. stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't Believe think
1: it, I've heard that, that stuff. You should. Is, is that stuff man. you guys so. uh, released as well?
2: No, he originally released it, and we're doing some uh, coming up in 2018. We're doing reissues of the sensual circuitry stuff. It's very like man influenced. Okay. Dude's a legend, straight up.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chuck goes back decades i mean he's yeah. he's been around and he knows his stuff and he's honestly just kind of this unsung hero for detroit
2: yeah for a lot of us
1: i mean he was playing the hutton parties early he, he on pl- he played uh, yeah. uh,
2: two of the packard uh, uh plant parties as, as the warm-up dj and right.
5: also his uh, rich's birthday in uh in windsor one time oh so, wow yeah that was awesome
2: <laughs> what I remember of it. <laughs> I think it's the one I had to drive Dean to. I had to go to his house. He was pouting. Oh, it
5: was like man. at the happy tap or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right? It was totally crazy. Right. And he, and Rich opened with Booster. Anyway.
2: Is that the one where he played Tour de France? I sure. Think, I think it was. <laughs>
1: totally. It's entirely, it's entirely Power possible. Power three.
2: Not plausible. Yeah. It's yeah, um, entirely
1: possible. So now it's... for it was it's,
6: just Chuck's birthday.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Chuck. Happy birthday, Chuck. Happy, Chuck. happy, birthday, Chuck. Chuck. happy birthday, Chuck. And it's, it's 420, so we're going into some of uh, <laughs> Patrick Russell's selections here. Uh, the first one is guestcom <laughs> uh-uh.
5: This was my pick, actually. Oh, that's fine. There's two gas comms. Yeah, yeah, this is the sound of the machines there. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just, let's roll with this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're both jammed. Like we all share 420 batteries. Utah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Utah.
1: <laughs> 420 <laughs> made it go upside down. Um, okay, so why did we pick this one, Derek?
5: Honestly, just because it's a jam.
4: <laughs> like,
5: this one was, I mean, that, that's why I was, yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of this record.
4: That's gonna be my
1: answer for all my tracks. I don't have I don't have a story that goes with this one. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I guess let's just let's just let it I rock. Come track yeah, yeah, let's yeah, Let it rock. We'll figure out what we're doing next. You're <laughs> listening to the Bunker New York on Rebel Radio. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We're here with the No Way Back crew celebrating 10 years of the party. And uh, we're going to play more com. Yeah. Uh, The one that Patrick picked, not the one that Derek picked. No. (laughs) A lot of overlap between the the DJs and the tracks that we all play. Yeah, big time. So, uh, yeah, that's how that happened. So, (laughs) why did you pick this track? I picked this one because it was
7: actually played at the very first No Way Back. Who played it? I did.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
7: and I think the reason uh, the reason I played it is because it's a cut up of of Adonis's No Way Back, and I thought it kind of fit the spirit of the party where we weren't we were, you know, it was we were returning to the source, so to speak, but we weren't trying to be like blatantly referential yeah. either. We yeah, yeah, tr- for sure. So it was like. I thought it was a nice metaphor. Yeah, for it was you know cutting it up and, and repackaging something. In yeah, a definitely. Too. Did you really think about it that deep back then? Yeah! Wow! And then, oh!
2: Oh! Yeah! I'm I'm yeah. Oh! Yeah! I'm just you kidding. know who you're talking what? to? <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, I should have. I should have really known but I about that.
7: <laughs> I will say this was uh, maybe a
1: little too adventurous at that point in time. Yeah. I remember that I got a few like funny looks <laughs> playing that. So. so I wasn't there at the very first leaky roof. Now that we call the
2: leaky yeah. roof, no yeah. way
1: back. How many people attended this thing? Was it like 150?
2: Yeah. yeah. Sounds sounds about well, right. Well, yeah, well, something like that. And. Uh, so what was the idea? About nine people after like 6 a.m. or something. Yeah. yeah, it
0: was like the same 12 people for the last six hours of their 10 hours of the party. Yeah, <laughs> we did, oh, we
2: yeah did, that we...
1: was the one where Carlos tapped the keg, right? Because uh, no, 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 no,
2: <laughs> no, I, I think yeah. I thought it was... Do you... Oh, no, that was Carlos. That was Carlos. Uh,
1: that was Carlos. Carlos.
2: It, it was so great. It's our, our sound guy was like, hey, I'm gonna go out to the truck wake me up when you want to do something else and he's like I'll just wait you know we're like oh okay and Carlos was like truth in advertising man and just like but then it was way past noon you know it, I, I, I don't I think it was sometime after five yeah that the first one ended we yeah, but not musically,
5: stop. right? Musically, it ended at one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Beer, was,
5: beer-wise,
7: I, it ended at five. Beer, beer-wise, it started at one. Yeah.
5: Because <laughs> as, as Patrick as Patrick said, is like Carlos. You know, he opened the keg because he wanted a beer, and then the keg, the keg was open, so it wasn't going to drink itself.
1: Right. They don't. <laughs> so I've tried. Don't you can, can stare out. at them all you want.
5: So then you I, have know, the, I have the text to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> the keg will not drink itself. Yeah. And then. Walls had to get jumped
2: sir. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, we had a, we had a human Kool-Aid on the on the site.
3: What's that? <laughs> oh yeah, for
5: sure.
2: Yeah, you can see the animations of
1: Derek putting his head through a wall on the yeah. Facebook wall for Saturday's event at Good Room if you really want to see. The scarf really what that looks is a like.
5: nice touch on that, on that video. <laughs> oh, the, well, you had moved to New
2: York. You were fancy. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's I need true. Scarf. I mustard need the mustard sweater. The funniest thing is when we I asked to use the venue for the following year for 2008, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, man, you guys can't do it. You guys messed up that wall." I'm like, "It rained on the dance floor. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> your building's falling apart. <laughs> front, front door of the party. <laughs> you care about four feet of Dude, drywall? The, fri- the front door of the
5: party was a
1: piece of plywood. I did and yes, that, yes. I did that wall a favor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how did you guys find the venue for the very first one? How did that happen? And how? I guess, how
2: important was the venue to this party? Oh, it was crucial. I think it's it's what made it so absurd. The um, you know, really pushed it over the edge. Uh, Greg Mudge had told me about it. Um, you know, I was just uh, he was it was F McNally's at the time, and uh, before it became Muggies, but uh, Greg Mudge oh. this, uh, of the of the the best deli in Detroit by far. That's where uh, it was. No, 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 no. I'm going in there mm-hmm. and I'm getting a sandwich, <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, "Oh, hey, man, you should check out this new space." You know, I just like I was looking at this space, but I'm not doing parties anymore. You should check it out, and I go check it. Out and it was like a bank and then they're like I'm like uh, you know like we're supposed to DJ like the, you know, oh, in a bank I just don't like the whole message and then uh, like, <laughs> so uh, uh, and they're like oh well we got this other room back here and I'm like oh this is really fucked up you know like this is just right yeah. you know it had a small room at the end where you could put the DJ it felt like the right kind of enclosure for a party and then um you know it, it was difficult no flowing water you yeah. know, Porta Johns. Having to bring Porta Johns into a party sucks. I hate. Yeah, I always right, try to had avoid it. to bring it.
0: in heat, also. Yeah, a jet yeah. heater. Yeah, like uh, a big jet heater, a, a giant
2: jet heater. Because of course, and that night there was a major snowstorm and everything. But it was, yeah, it was at like uh, a, a, a at that time a really unused part of Detroit at uh, um, Warren and Grand Boulevard or, Grand, uh, or Grand, Grand, River. Grand River, Grand River. Yeah. Okay. And
1: then the second No Way Back was the first one at the festival.
2: Yes. Yeah, the, the Bethany one at Loft Bethany's one. Loft,
1: right. That yeah. was the first one I was at. Thai Lab.
2: <laughs> she printed ties there by day. Oh, right. Okay. You know,
1: yeah, she's still
5: right. doing... I'm like, we
0: raved at night. <laughs> yeah.
5: I don't remember having
2: to pad see you.
5: <laughs>
1: Tie <Thailand>. Anyway.
0: No. <laughs> what? What? No.
1: Yeah. Okay, so should we... <laughs> let's get into another Patrick selection. Can we put on the Fanon and then we can uh, talk about that one, uh, why you chose this one, Patrick. <laughs> so,
7: yeah, as, as they were saying before, around 6.30 to 9.30 a.m., it was about the same amount of people. It was, we were, I mean, the writing was on the wall. This wasn't, you know, we weren't going to get this huge influx of you know, no. more
1: people at that point. In Detroit, in the middle of the winter? <laughs> right,
7: so, turn to Carlos. And I'm like, so what do you think? You know, maybe around 9.30. It's like the flyer says noon. We're going till noon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. So it got to be about noon. We're all stuck it out. Like Derek and I think we're talking about like, let's pick up. We get to pick out this, like the final closing record, you know? And for some reason, I just seen this record, the record that's playing now, the Spadown flowers record. <laughs> I thought this would be perfect but I could not find it. We would just seen it like 5 minutes before that it took me about another 15 going through the same stack record 7 times to find I the don't know it why
5: it was so hard to find.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I <laughs> want the last record. darkness, <laughs> water,
1: mud, I don't know, huh. <laughs> um this is I mean this is the this is the party where Carlos was literally stand like walking on his r- Yeah. Mud. Well they wouldn't Those records wouldn't stay on the table.
5: Yeah. You know, they just kept
1: Why sliding. Why is that off. always a problem with Carlos's records? I feel like we had this problem. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they're really the, high action.
5: the thing is is like before before that party, like Carlos if if you borrowed a record from him that was in a plain white sleeve and you returned it to him in a plain white sleeve that wasn't the plain white sleeve that he sent it in, he would be like, "Dude, that's not the right sleeve." Like the, he was extremely <laughs> like extremely careful with his records and, and back, back then. And like all of a sudden he's just he's just walking on them.
2: He, he, had, he had like There's say like like the literal black prints yeah. Yeah. on the record yeah, yeah. it's like, like a Christian Marclay show it's <laughs> the, um he like he, in his record collection he had the black sleeved you know playing black sleeve with the disco hole records he had them organized by thickness of the black you know <laughs> like so like the European ones that have no spine those are in the front how damn the the, the Erdile ones were separated out because they like looked more messed up you know that was like the art of them and stuff like that but yeah it's a uh, uh, when it started raining on the ceiling, through the ceiling, the mud coming through yeah. onto the right. onto wasn't the turntable. It was raining water. It
0: was raining mud and dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like a hundred years of grime coming onto the records. Everybody had to clean up their stuff for months after that yeah definitely but they you know th- i couldn't even believe the sound guy was excited about doing another party with us
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know he didn't even <laughs> complain at all about all of his equipment getting rained on with
2: <laughs> was that jim back then yeah, he yeah. Was jim yeah. The same... that's actually how it started with him yeah, yeah. that's the party that where the first start... party
1: you hired him to yes yeah and he's still the i mean for everybody who Dude. comes to the tangent he's gallery sound guy. yeah, yeah. He's,
2: he's the guy improves every year by massive amounts
1: yeah i definitely. know yeah every year i walk into that room and i'm like oh it can get better. Well, there was a significance to having Jim at that party anyways, because
5: it kind of felt like, I mean, I'm sure photos probably did hardware and everything, but Jim used to be like the guy doing all like the yeah, the really it. grimy you know, parties like in Detroit that were kind of influence, that, that influenced yeah. No Way Back to begin with. So when I walked in and saw that it was Jim Gibbons, I was like,
2: yeah, <laughs> perfect. Dean Major at the door, Jim yeah. Gibbons on sound. Yeah. We had a few of those details, right? For sure. Yeah.
1: So you guys keep mentioning Dean. What's uh, what's What's the deal
2: there? Talk uh, about Dean system, yeah. yeah, with a backwards three. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean he threw some of the most amazing parties for a period of years in Detroit, like, right? And some of the weirdest parties. Yeah. And yes. He was always doing experiments and trying to do something different. So he was very conceptual about throwing parties and yeah. about bringing together different kinds of music in one night. And right, yeah, he, 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 did, just, he
2: did big normal raves too, you know, and some of the best ones. But big big normal. It raves. was it was like he back was boy, the most kind of stuff. Um, uh, DJ Dan, uh, right. Scott Henry, Ronnie, right.
5: um, gotcha. Um, yeah, Charles, feel good. You know, like for the I,
4: times. I, I mean, the programming was pretty exceptional. Like sure. we never had anything like that before. Huh? Um, before Dean started really throwing parties, so to bring in this whole other element, you know, I mean, you know, Derek Carter and Mark Farina, or like you know, all these big names that didn't really come to Detroit. I mean, yeah. they started coming in. Yeah, for sure. You know, like the Scott Henry and feel good and all all those guys um, I mean, it was a lot of different people
1: So what was what era was that of raving in Detroit? Like 94? what year? Yeah, yeah. mid 90s Like 94
3: 94. To 96 or something. I think that
5: for the first hardware was in 95 yeah. and like that's and in my eyes I think we've had this discussion before and I can't remember if everyone agrees with me, but for me, um, <laughs> for me
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
5: um, The uh, yeah, like Hardware seems to be like the the, the closest influence to No Way Back. But. Right.
2: Well, to me, it's Hardware's where his concept kind of finalized. Yeah. And it was, uh, uh, by that time, he always, even for the big parties, he'd have like family members, like Acid Pimp, or local people that we really cared about warming up. Eric Hopp. Uh, Eric Hopped. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. Shout out to Eric. Uh, he's a big part of what, uh, how No Way Back became No Way Back. Um, in fact, he sends me music, still, yeah. that I play at No Way Back <laughs> uh, from, our, from our old times. But uh, uh, yeah, he, so he'd have family members in too, and by the time it was hardware, it was all just like, you know, your scene. All the DJs were from your scene, not from the outside. Maybe one or two guests from the outside. But of the rave era, it was the most artistic vision.
1: Um, and is this where the, like the influence on the, maybe Amber can speak to this, the, the Deco, does that go back to Dean's parties or where? Cause I know that comes from Detroit where, yeah. like, what's, what were the parties that influenced like where that all went?
6: Um, well, it wasn't, uh, my personal experiences, but it's coming from all of the people in this room here about, uh, and Carlos. And Carlos. (laughs) Maybe Scott Zacharias. About uh, mostly transforming the space, and uh, a few of the Ritchie parties I went to, they definitely went all out, like, sometimes bringing in, like, sod and, like, building building extra walls or lowering or raising the ceiling, just all kinds of, like, heavy construction (laughs) that would go on, and just, uh, we always talk about this with our events as venue fatigue and going to, like, the same places over and over again, so... Just uh, with the parachutes, it just gives it a way to feel like a totally different spot even if you've been somewhere a bunch of times.
2: Yeah.
4: I also think for the era, you know, in which we came up in, like the early 90s, 92, 93, I mean, my personal experience, the aesthetics of the party, the way things looked was just as important. It wasn't just like a box. It wasn't just a room. Mm -hmm. There were creatives involved and there were talented people that would make the space, you know, special. So I think that just kind of, as part of our, you know, it's been part of our subconscious. And with Amber, you know, I think maybe that influence was there, you know? Yeah. Um, not even realizing, it's, uh, creating, creating the space is just as important as the
1: soundtrack, so. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I think we have time for one more Patrick selection. Can we hear the <laughs> Aphex? This is uh, gonna be Aphex Twin, Cornish Acid. And uh, what's up with this one, Patrick? <laughs>
0: What isn't? <laughs> well, this is,
7: yeah, this <laughs> is uh, a story for this. <laughs> this, is, this, is actually, this is actually really. This is actually just. This is a short track and a short story. But basically, so while this Finan track was playing, we we're like, okay, this is going to be the last track.
3: But Carlos <laughs> is like,
7: just kept going. <laughs> so, more fog machine, you know, more dark yeah. cube pressing the fog machine and more yeah. <laughs> more tracks. We finally got to about one o'clock. I think it was finally right around that time when Carlos plays this. Yeah, and. The way this ends is just, it just ends on, there's just a beep, just yeah. dead. Nothing, that was just it. That was the end of the party. <laughs> it, was just, it was just so perfect. It was such like an exclamation point on the whole thing. <coughs> and actually, I did remember to take a video of that moment, actually. Yeah. yeah. Just like, sound guys are. sound guys are finally doing it lights the
3: one extra
1: light we had is probably getting turned on you know yeah
3: <laughs>
1: okay so this is Apex Twin Cornish Acid you're listening to the Bunker New York on Red Bull and we're going to be back in a minute with some uh servito selections Red Bull Radio. We're here talking about the music of No Way Back, which is celebrating its tenth anniversary this year. Um, and we're into some uh, Servito picks now. Servito did not play at the very first No Way Back, but I think has been a part of literally the second one. The second yeah, one every was single my one first. since then yeah. in two thousand eight, New York and Detroit.
4: Yeah, I missed the first one because I just moved here. So literally, I think like a, a week later. Um, is when No Way Back happened. And oh wow! I, I just moved, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize. Um, and then 2008 was my first year. So,
1: um, so what is this track and why? Why did um, you pick this one? This
4: is 2 A.M. FM um, Poison Dart on uh, Spectral, yeah. which you know, um, Ann Arbor-based label Ghostly. Those are you know, um, that's also family for us. I picked, you know, I played this at No Way Back, two thousand fourteen. I kind of forgot about this record, and I was I was really just digging through stuff, um, kind of making my last minute pulls, and I was kind of going for aggressive. I I was feeling a little moody, as I do. (laughs) No way, yeah, really? You? I know. I don't know. I was feeling a little tense coming up on movement, (laughs) and um, that whole weekend. And so I just had this kind of, you know, I had all these, all these um, tracks I wanted to play, um, and I played, I played four times that year, and it was, it was big for me because I had never really played more than like one or two parties, and I really made it an effort to like play different sets at every party, different tracks, and,
1: um, and that's when you were all vinyl,
4: yes, <laughs> still all vinyl, and. I don't know, this record was one of those tracks. I really, it was one of a, fo- it was a focal point for me for that party. Um, I knew I needed to deliver and I was feeling pressure, you know? I mean, you're amongst people like Patrick and Carlos and Derek and Amber and Brendan and Scott and everybody. Um, it's just, it's a lot of pressure to perform for me personally. And I just wanted to play like tracks that were very representative of, of the feel that I get from the party and what everybody brings to the table and how they make me feel so this was kind of one of those tracks that really made me you know kind of squirm and get goosebumps and all the guys and girls everyone does that for me for no way back i feel like it's just this arc um this incredible arc of music and i want every track to like make me feel like this track like feel a little crazy
1: yeah and this is your second pick is yeah, Larry Heard. Larry Heard. Also,
4: kind of in the same vein. Um, I don't know. Maybe I played this two years ago. I actually don't remember, but I'm sure somebody's played it a few times. Um, it's a big favorite of mine. I know Patrick loves this track as well. Um, it's. I think it's my favorite, Larry Heard. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just out of um, just out of influence, the the sound um, embodies everything for me.
1: And how did you like going back to your first NOI back two thousand and eight? I'm curious how you. Uh, approached and picked the records for that set because I remember <laughs> that particular set. I remember Derek describing that set after the party as World War III, mm-hmm. the one at Bethany's loft when Servito played. Yeah. Do you remember
4: that? You know what? I was. I don't m- remember him even
5: playing. Derek.
3: Doesn't <laughs> play. <laughs> the next. I mean, Derek. I remembered remembered
1: it.
5: I'm not gonna. I mean, I really. I, I forgot we even did one
3: at Bethany's Derek, loft. Derek like, actually, that's like really? Yeah, Derek played after, after me.
4: Derek played after me and. He kind of had to delay a little bit for for what? reasons on You had I played an extra hour because you weren't ready. No, because you no. That's what happened. <laughs> no, it was, Don't think we get into
3: details. Oh, wait. I
4: I thought it was, I played an extra hour. I was probably the only sober person there. For sure, not even drunk. And everybody was having the time of their life.
0: Me too, me too. I think I was just oh, letting you yes. play.
4: <laughs> I think I was just letting you go. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. I don't know if that was it, but <laughs> I don't remember That's you playing. What you remember, Dan. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> <See>? <laughs> <laughs> I
6: think that was the year yearman me just had yeah. a like, practical joke on everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah including
4: Moby. Did he touch me. your neck? <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> then what
4: elbows? He touched he was, my elbow. He was
3: doing elbows.
4: <laughs> yeah, the the prep for that was honestly, I mean, it was the first time I really dug through my records that I left behind in Detroit. I just came back from Europe for the first time, um, and I was kind of done with all my records. I was I was like over it. So I got to my parents' house and I was digging, 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 and it was all like old records, you know, it was like Mike Dunn and um, just like old stuff, old Chicago. And I just was like, I wasn't playing that kind of stuff really in Europe the first time. So when I got back to Detroit, I forgot what all these records, you know, how important they were to me. So I was like, oh, I want to play all of these these things because I'm not playing any more records that I brought from Europe it was like three weeks of or two weeks of gigs and I went straight to Detroit and um I really was not prepared um I just I just kind of dove in yeah Yeah. after Carlos yeah I always say whenever no stress no pressure whenever a Detroit DJ
1: goes into (laughs) their mom's basement before a set (laughs) You know it's going to be a good one. Right. It's always a really good yeah, song. I mean, right. It's sure. was, you're right. It was for sure. It was, all, it was all like
4: 90s techno. It was 90s yeah. techno and acid. I mean, and that was kind of like, I mean, in retrospect, I mean, that that evening was kind of, or that morning rather, kind of paved the way for like how I started, I started going into things uh, musically and how I started to shop and buy. Um,
1: yeah, I definitely heard again. a shift. Kind yeah. of, maybe it was a shift back. Because, I mean, I was hearing you play in New York at the time, yeah. but a shift back. To I think the also to...
4: back then a lot of those records scared me. I didn't play them. I enjoyed them, but I didn't know how to play with them. You know, playing acid records is not... Oh, get out of here. That... Come on, Derek. <laughs> get out of here. No, know. it's for real. I mean, I didn't play going records back to for Velvet. a long time. Well, okay. Well, that's a long time. I mean, time. we were playing like, you know, bass records at Velvet. We were playing like Electro. So we're playing everything. It's different.
1: Fast records,
4: fast, pitched up.
1: Um, what else do you want to play?
4: Um, one more, real quick.
1: Sure. Do
4: you want me to tell you? Yeah, which one? Okay, do it's Mike. Want- it's Mike Inc. Um, it is ASV. It's ASV,
1: okay. Yeah, because we have two Mike Inks in here. And I chose,
4: I chose the Mike Inc track because you know I learned a lot from everybody sitting here growing up. Um, not only my friends and my my peers, but huge influences to me um and we were all you know i learned about profan and i learned about mike inc wolfgang voigt through derek and patrick and carlos um, and i you know i mean it was this is one of the records i'm talking about i was scared to like play it because i didn't know how to i just but i loved it it was my favorite and i i still think this the sound of this embodies everything about no way back um it's just it what it makes me
2: go off i manually like, imported this record from uh noytown it had just come out profan was like still like a new label and i brought back a box with a bunch of new german records to record time coming back from germany which is how profan stuff entered into
1: yeah i was wondering how like i mean mike inc seems like such a towering influence over all the of entire the, crew. Like, There's the a whole die? cologne acid thing. It's <laughs> like yeah. weird guy from Germany that. Yeah. Well, you, you play there,
2: Liquid. It's like Khan uh, Walker. Yeah. Like Khan uh, actually played at the hardware parties, the system yeah. hardware parties. Oh, right. He used to, used to be in the States. Yeah. He was like you know, the Temple. And like every year at No Way Back, you're going to hear at least one Temple 10 inch. Yeah. Yeah. Usually remote car, babe. By Jim yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I mean, for me, that's where I was buying all my like mid 90s when i started buying techno records that was my store yeah in York, like yeah. i always went to temple so all this stuff was coming in there and yeah. then when i met all you guys and realized how big the influence was on detroit i was like whoa i thought these yeah. were yeah. i thought these right. were literally just records I that also, you could only buy at temple. I, well, Acid acid would play the
4: jungle
2: fever records yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Bought,
4: i mean we bought all of that stuff and i think uh, you know for for um growing up in the era of when acid house and techno was coming you know coming into its own um you know all of this stuff they were like the next generation they flipped it they flipped the acid they took it to the next level and um like compared to like 80s you know 80s chicago acid it was just it got more advanced and it got more technical and i
2: still i mean mike inc just yeah. like everything it's like this us. rock and roll texture comes into it Yeah, a whole new level of texture it's like acid after my bloody valentine
1: right Right,
0: and it really stood out against all the other records that people were playing. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. yeah. And Mike Inc. had just so many records, so many projects.
2: Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, dude, you could like lose your entire <laughs> you, could, yeah. you could be a billionaire and lose your budget buying Mike Inc. records. Yeah,
1: unless you're Carlos and you just bought like oh, you bought them when they were
2: triples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> every seven inch. Yeah,
1: all those the there was like a one seven inch all week. every week for yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah. And and those Carlos cre- probably has Crystal or something. Yeah, yeah. Crystal sure ninety nine has all those. Yeah, he's got Patrick too. I remember trying to keep up with those even at Temple, and it was you know I've, they, they I've came, like, they were gone. You had to go every week. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't did. <laughs> I didn't I like bother. Three. I didn't bother. like fifty-two.
3: <laughs> 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 no. seven inches are hard
1: to play, man.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. I bought like the I bought like four of them or something, hmm. like the four that I had to have or whatever. And just I don't know, whatever.
1: <laughs> All right, so I think we actually we we can play another Servito track. Really? Uh, do you want to do the? I think don't. Uh, Donna? Donna's special
4: to me, so yeah.
1: Okay, so let's roll. It's such a
4: weird, you know, the end is kind of crazy,
2: but... That's true. You can do whatever you want with that. I, mean, I remember seeing Shake play two copies of this. I think it was Sector 616, whichever was the Quarry Rave. Yeah, that's Sector 616. Wow, you guys are going way back. <laughs> I feel like I we talked.
1: I'm trying to remember what show it was. We talked about that rave. We did. It on did the come show. up recently. Yeah. yeah it's it's, I mean, come it's, up it's a up on really radio p- show before. I'm trying to remember who was talking about it. Brendan, did you used to play this? Yes. Back? Because
4: I think yes. this is the thing with this record, again, it's, it's not necessarily. I mean, I may have played it at No Way Back at one point, but. Um, These tracks are all more so about the influence and um, I feel like I first heard this from you Yeah, I don't know where but the funny thing is um, there used to be one of the first online websites for for selling music was um, Help me out satellite. No, not satellite Um, The one in New Jersey, what's the one that put out the Swayzak comp? You remember uh, oh man okay anyways it doesn't matter but i found this record just you know, listening to files and that's like the first time i ever really did that and i was like this is oh this is weird you know buying <laughs> records online right <laughs> it's like 2001 yeah. you know, right, or whatever right so i was scrolling through and i found uh, you know the aerosmith um and fidel record donna and I, I just I knew I heard it, but I just I couldn't pinpoint where. But I knew I heard it in Detroit. Well, and it was just the weirdest record I'd ever come across, and yeah, obsessed. I
5: mean, for me, the first time I heard it was Carlos, like at family. You know, yeah, I think we had him come down to family to play, and he and he was just like, "Have you heard this yet?" And like pointed, at it, I looked at it, and you know, I mean it's a weird it's, looking, yeah, weird looking record. Record. That blue <laughs> stamp. <laughs> totally. And I was just like, no. he's and he, he was like, oh man, it's a total freak out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'd never really heard anyone call that call that before but like i mean i've n- I like just, like a record of freak out and really now is i call it was one of my favorites it was that's it right. it was
1: like a particular the, thing the stamped record before yeah, yeah. everybody was totally. doing stamped records yeah. they yeah. were like what they just really stamped it really thick blue yeah. paint yeah. or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah really
2: thick and it was just one white of the sleeve yeah one of those really incredible hard wax records is like cuz hard wax gave us a, has given us a number of exceptional things i mean <laughs> obviously <laughs> basic channel and chain reaction and all that but soundstream and this mmm record specifically yeah. it's a Astonishing. Both MMM, right? I mean, still. Both,
1: both like, the first two.
2: Yeah. Okay. Right. Well,
1: let's listen. Let's just let this one play out. And then I think, are we getting into Derek selections next? Might as well. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Okay. So we're going to let this one play out. This is MMM Donna. Uh, we're here with the No Way Back crew. And uh, this is the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. You're listening to the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio, and we're back on the mic again already. Because <laughs> uh, Derek wants to introduce his next track and not talk over it at all. So we've got, I mean, and it's uh, also it's also another
5: Aerosmith track. Right. So it makes but, sense.
1: But this is uh, this is off the new brand new Aerosmith album. This yeah. is his latest work.
5: Where... Yeah, and the reason I want to play it, and, and Carlos isn't here right now, but I just kind of want to see what happens when when Carlos hears it for the first time. So if he's listening to it on the radio right now, you're not going to be able to see him. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, not right now. Oh, not for the first time. No, but well, either way. Should
1: we Skype him in? <laughs> yeah.
5: We can call him. No. Um, but no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to playing this on Saturday and just like, I don't know finally making Carlos dance for the first time in a while. Yeah,
1: it's been a while. I mean at the le- he was he, he didn't make it out of the green room very much at the last no way back. Oh, I
5: don't even are. mean that. I just mean me personally. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just doesn't dance to me anymore.
3: <laughs> so, Aww.
5: I know. I just well, it's cuz the problem is I always have to follow him like for the first time in a while. Now like, I don't know. I'm always following him. Yeah, and you're, it's like you're the after hardest Carlos. thing in the world to do. I know do.
1: it's he switches switches things up really fast yeah okay so we're gonna go into the next track this is uh centroid from airsmith off of his uh new album on pan
2: you're listening to red bull radio
8: Oh mm-hmm. my mm-hmm.
1: to the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio here with the almost the entire No Way Back crew. Carlos isn't here, but we're talking about him a lot, so it's kind of like he's here. Yeah. Um, I wish he was here. We're yeah.
0: totally like pulling up and looking at creepy <laughs> pictures on our phones.
1: You know? Yeah. <laughs> um so Derek, your second selection is uh Electronome. So why don't you Tell us about that, why you picked it.
5: Again, it's just the jam. <laughs> like, <it's>
1: kinda, <laughs> I mean, I
5: think, like, it, it, the, it gets played at every No Way Back by yep. somebody. Yeah, Like, it does. guaranteed. Um I don't know. I think any, anyone else have any to elaborate with it? Super I mean,
2: over the edge shit. Yeah. yeah.
5: I mean, I know it because it's another one I know because of Carlos, really.
0: But it's a record I always heard people talk about, and for the longest time, I never looked at the label, and I always thought it was Electro Gnome with a G, and uh, so I had this oh. image in my head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's Metronome. It's, like it's Metronome a with Electro in front of it. Making really yeah. weird Garden music. Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Garden gnome. <laughs> that, that is oh so. <laughs> 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 that now that right there is hilarious. So I, I got I this the record from. Ference. <laughs> Ference used to send me boxes from Hot Mix, which was his uh, little distribution company. Right. And he sent this over before it even came out. I got all the tests, pilot series, and a bunch of. Like, he used to send me bunker records. Like, you know, the. Uh, water dudes that did uh, the original bunker label yeah you bunker know and, and acid planet and all that type of stuff and you know then Ference ended up as a member of unit mobius he was the he played the syncussion in unit mobius and stuff and we were just you know we traded records back and forth and he sent this one and i was like this is like the first guy he found that he thought had it and i'm like yeah you're right,
5: <laughs> right. you ain't wrong
2: man <laughs> like this is it so what label did this one come out on uh, I think it's like Murder Capital. Okay. Is
5: it Murder Capital?
2: I thought is it was a sublabel, no. I
4: think
5: it's they've a got sub-label. so many labels. Yeah, I,
4: I, I honestly can't. it's a black and <laughs> Where's white Jordan thing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I bought that record not even in a paper sleeve, it was like just in plastic. That's how it, came, it Yeah. It was like yes. I bought it for 3 bucks.
2: It was used. But like big, thick piece It was of still place. in the 90s. Yeah, it was just it was plastic. Big, they they pressed in Czechoslovakia, so the vinyl was really thick and they just did that like four-mil sleeves that were mm-hmm. that's like all they did.
1: So where were you all aside you're talking about people from Europe sending you records? Is that because you were working in the record store or just as I, a friendly thing like how, how I guess I'm asking How did collision. how are how all these records getting into Detroit? Because this is all this a lot of this music that has kind of defined the sound of No Way Back. You guys were getting all this music before the, I was the, the internet made music much more easily.
2: I was available. the import buyer at rec, for the record time dance room um, so I would import records. Like I personally imported a box of records from Saco. You know, we got the, the first few, the, 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 ones that had the holes drilled through them. We actually had those copies. Um, so it was, a uh, uh, so I brought in all sorts of stuff, and I think it introduced Detroit to a lot of different sounds. I thought it was really crucial at the time to have um, all this kind of music coming in as the, the music was exploding so that Detroit didn't get left behind, like which it easily could have if it stuck on only thinking of what had happened in the 80s, You because know, things were really shifting. A lot of people were resistant towards the harder German stuff or you know, this this was definitely too weird for most people in the dance room. I would have been the only person that would have liked this record in the dance room.
1: But you were you were importing mm-hmm. copies for other people as well. So oh, somebody yeah. was buying these Oh yeah. oh you were the only person needed- who worked there that had the
2: Yeah. Yeah, so like Acid Pimp would come in. I'm like, you need this. Right. You know, and, and um, then I just, I struck up a friendship with Ferenc. And when I started releasing music, we just would trade records. He really loved the early Ectomorph. It was, we made a really strong connection right there. Right. So we traded music all the time.
5: The label's actually Interference.
2: Okay. Huh. It's his, uh, a- it's his name. I That's what yeah. IF stands yes. for.
4: What's that? Okay genius.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Should we play the IF track you picked since we're talking about him or Uh, switch? I know you wanted the Dona one.
5: Well, at this point, I mean, I I can only have one more. I think at this point, I really want to play.
1: uh, No, you've got 13 minutes. Do I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's play Dona. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
3: All right, so um,
1: why tell us I know this is uh, I mean it, a friend of yours. Yeah,
5: I mean it's not even like really it, it, so like I I I, uh, I don't know I just th- me and Brendan have, have gotten to know him a little bit over here Brendan's gonna be releasing some of his music. me and him are working on music together. Um, I just kind of emailed him out of the blue after me and Mike tagged at panorama Bar a couple years ago. and it was last year. No, it was a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. I think it
3: was (laughs)
1: February of. It was definitely the February one. I think that was 2015. It it was right when
5: it was right when City of No Fear came out. This 10 inch that he had put out, and I, I, you know, I had encoded my copy and everything, and I and I played it that night, and it was like one of my favorite tracks that I had played that night, and so I wanted to. I reached out to him on Facebook afterwards. I was like, Hey, you don't know me, but I just want to let you know that your your track completely annihilated. Um, the uh, the party and, and uh, come to find out later that he had sent his cousin to give me and Mike each a copy of that 10 inch but Mike didn't give me a copy so i actually oh. played
3: <laughs>
5: but i mean but the important the funny part is is just like wait that wait a minute that, seriously yeah yeah that's what, he, that's, what he says, that's what he says anyways so he thought that i was just playing the one that you would, that he that he had brought for me but i was like actually reaching out to him because of a track that I had, you know, personally bought or whatever, so it was kind of weird. Um, and then we've just became friends know. over the years, and we finally met over uh, in 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 June in Barcelona. And it's like we both kind of felt the same way. We were like, "Wow, like it feels like we're brothers. It feels like we've known each other like forever." And me and Brennan would talk about his music, and we're just like, "I just don't understand how." This guy in Bari, you know, this and just gets like the, the Midwest acid, like you know, the sh- or at least the, the how does this of guy the from
2: the south of Italy seem like he's <laughs> from the Midwest? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like, there's
1: just a lot. It's just
2: we keep keep coming back to like people in
1: Europe, Mike Inc. and IF, and they're all like influenced by everything happening in the Midwest, and then yeah, you know, it's this feedback loop right. back and forth. It's really interesting.
5: And he just gets it on such a like such a deep level. It's like yeah. whoa, where. Uh, cool awesome you know it's <laughs> like i don't know we're 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 I, I, I love the dude man
4: yeah but also more about music the label that he releases on you know it's uh, i mean they're all tied into paranoid london and mm-hmm. they put out mike dunce new stuff yeah. um so new they're all stuff. rooted <laughs> in yeah. new old stuff yeah so they're all like rooted in like a certain sound um so naturally we would gravitate towards it yeah
5: and uh, i wanted to play this one because i i at, i remember playing it at uh no way back, Brooklyn, like two years ago or whatever, okay. year and a half ago.
2: Me and Derek were talking about him, and he's like, "Hey, you should check out this jam." And then so <laughs> I, I start like I start talking with Dona, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm doing this acid series. You know, this stuff might work for that." And he's like, "Oh yeah." Every tune that I loved, he was <laughs> like, "Oh, here's another one." Yeah. Was like it's like oh this is great it just can't get better then another one we yeah. got up to eight yeah you know, I was like
1: we gotta stop it's like you're a beast <laughs> the, the, the dude's just a beast um, since we, we talked about you and my tag teaming for a minute there uh, you guys tagged at the No Way Back 10 year anniversary in Detroit this year how did that how did that come about. <laughs> I was kind of surprised. I think everything, everybody, except for the two of you, that was I spontaneous. Didn't know so it was completely spontaneous. It was spontaneous. Pat, I, I mean,
5: I asked, I, I asked Mike for like an extra. Because I'm like, listen, you're closing it out, and I'm not quite done. Can I have like 15? And
4: I wasn't quite ready. So. Yeah, I was like, can I have like <laughs> for 15 20 minutes? Payback for 2008. Yeah. <laughs> Guess so. Reverse payback. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought about that.
5: Yeah, yeah, cool.
4: Yeah, I just said, you know, he wanted to play a little longer, and I said, yeah, that's fine. He's like, why don't we just tag? When I find when I finally started, I was like, we're gonna tag for like at least a half hour because I, like, I just you and Patrick really messed me up. Like, I, I don't know that I can continue. Like, so I just had to kind of ease into it, and playing with Derek made it easier for me to like kind of get into my zone. So.
5: You can bring me along and we can just do that every time you play okay. anywhere in the world. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I'll just <laughs> Trying to just make tag, tag, with it more. <laughs> tag with you for like 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean,
4: it's definitely a special, like, you know, connection when we play together and um, I don't know, that spontaneity just kind of, I like it, it happens.
5: Yeah. So. I mean, with the exception little of little things teasing. that we've been booked for, like, they've always been spontaneous. Like, the first time me and you tagged together at, at Panther Room, oh, like, yeah. that was, that was completely spontaneous. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, and then I was like, "That was so good. We should start, right. Doing this. We did, right after we did the... a bunker limited. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The... We did the panorama bar." a lot. Where else did you at the, the, I, festival, the, the, IT at the festival the yeah. festival, that's right, when IT did 2016? Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that was like that was the most crowded part of that day. That was crazy. Indeed, it was insane. I think maybe the most crowded that stage has ever been from the yeah. feedback we've gotten from Pax <laughs> <Yes. out>. And <laughs> even like... I think the most
4: drunk in the daytime I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no,
3: no, yeah. That bottle of... Tito's! That bottle of Oops. Tito's. Tito's.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah, you so drank... good with the hospitality. No though. regrets. Well, they didn't... They <laughs> didn't they have his There was no tequila, That's
2: why he
5: drank my Tito's. Yeah. <laughs> Such generosity, and then my my mom wanted to come on stage and drink our vodka. She, no, was like, I I want she, some. she
4: did take a
1: swig. Did she? Yeah, oh. I'm positive. Okay, Derek, next track. Did she? She did. Oh, next track. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Cobblestone Jazz, Northern Cobblestone Lights. Cobblestone Jazz, Northern Lights. Yeah. All right. So, what's up with this one?
5: Uh, it's a long one. Yeah. I mean, this was th- this had just come out uh, like a couple years ago. That I guess it's like the f- I guess the first tangent one. Which one did I close? Yeah, twenty fifteen. That was the first one. Right? Yeah.
2: Was it twenty fifteen? Yeah, yeah, that's the first yeah. tangent, no way back.
5: And that was the f- that was that was my wife Heidi's first one too. And like this record had just come out and uh I was obsessed with it. And like I and I yeah, I played last. It was like the the latest we had gone and there was still a lot of people there.
1: Yeah, Tangent kind of Changed how late people stay somehow. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's yeah. to do with the space, the environment. The party was obviously getting more popular, but well,
0: there's enough room for everybody. Yeah, right. I mean, fifteen
1: fifteen just kind of wore people out. Right? Yeah, the right. Of that course. space
6: well, that too. Yeah, was such a curmudgeon at fifteen fifteen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so hard to handle. It was like sweeping up over your feet. Yeah, <laughs> I think by the
1: last year at fifteen fifteen, there were more people on the sidewalk than yeah. inside. Yeah, it's like the thanks was for was also pretty next level. The Yeah, the hottest party. The juice bar. Yeah. 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 But no, I
5: just—I mean, I just remember—I remember playing this near the end of my set. I don't think it was my last record, but I mean, because it was so long and everything, I remember I just wanted to go out and go dance with Heidi. <laughs> so I, just, I put this on and went, I was dancing, and it just felt like really—I don't know—it just felt awesome to, for one to be able to have an arc of a part of the party be so long that we could play deeper records like this again, like later in the morning. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. that was never really the case before. Yeah, it was always, times, so I just beat everyone's brains in until, right. until Even it was like time to go home. seven or something. Right. It
0: always yeah. felt too soon. Yeah, totally. with the
1: bunker ending at six, it's off I mean, sometimes there's that arc at the end, but a lot of times like everybody's still going, right. can't slow down and right. then yeah. it's over. And it just felt like, I
5: don't know, it just felt like the party had matured to, yeah. like, to the level where it could actually, we could do that, you know? And yeah. I don't know. So like every time I hear this track, I think of that moment.
1: Right. Was that the same year as the Lion King, with Elliot on stage at yeah. the festival? That well, was yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the
3: Lion King.
1: <laughs> Behold. <Still> us. Us. <laughs>
5: Absolutely, <laughs>
2: for he so is ha- for he does have a middle name.
5: And I got I, you after. Know, and I'll tell will tell you right now, I'm going to do it with the girl too.
2: <laughs> oh no, what, what's her middle name going to be?
5: Oh, I can't tell you yeah. any of that, man. You're going to have to wait till January third, brother.
3: You have to re- you're
5: going to have to wait till release date for that one.
1: <laughs> no white labels, <laughs> no white labels
5: on my daughter's name. All I can yeah, tell I you is it's one. a it's a it's a girl, and it's due, she's due January third. It's All my right mom's birthday really yeah oh. word
0: well good luck yeah what, uh, what's your luck. mom's
5: name elvira that's not what we're naming her yeah.
3: it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a special
5: i was just well i just I thought it'd be yeah. cool if it crossed it's, over but yeah no yeah.
0: Elliot El- oh, I don't know, Heidi Heidi, I Heidi, like I uh, Heidi what do you think
5: about Elvira I know. I know
0: she loves it I'll just tell you that right now she Heidi loves it.
5: Yeah. yeah Heidi text in if you like Elvira
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man this just got 10 likes <laughs> <laughs>
3: so,
1: yeah, should, we, should we let, it, let yeah. it play for a minute yeah let's listen to the like there's a long one so we'll listen to this for a little bit and then I think we're gonna get into uh, some of Brendan's selections so again you're listening to The Bunker in New York on Red Bull Radio we're here with the No Way Back crew. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker, New York on Red Bull Radio. That was a uh, cobblestone jazz with Northern Lights. And now we're getting into some of BMG's selections. Uh, first one, Blake Baxter, When a Thought Becomes You.
2: Um, so why'd you pick this one, Brendan? I've played it at a number of No Way Backs. It's like got a, it's kind of a signature jam. It's from the Blake Baxter's only record on UR called The Prince of Techno. He, oh, right. He, but he doesn't mean, like, you know, that he's royalty. He means he's, like, you know, Prince. You know, the artist Prince. Uh, or maybe... maybe <laughs> How is that not royalty? <laughs> of te- of yeah, I know. Creons. <laughs> neither one wears a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just... a I don't know. It's a, um, got an incredible feeling, and I think it really captures a certain moment of the party before... Uh, it gets too intense, or or, or before it's going to get more intense, it's just like this, like, right on the precipice, you know. Yeah, because you're usually
1: usually playing somewhere like, um, and we change it up a little bit every year, but you're usually kind of on before the, like,
2: Plazleco, Servito, Carlos. I'm trying to lift it up from, you know, like, what it was, or maybe, like, the party starts with not a lot, and then as it builds up, and I'm lifting it from from wherever it was before me to uh, so it can get to this plateau so these guys can just throw lightning bolts.
1: Right and I, I mean I think one of the things that to me makes No Way Back so special is everybody talks about all the DJs getting together and there being an arc to the party but it's actually something that's so fucking rarely actually you see that happen in real life it's like everybody's kind of doing their thing but with this group of people there always is like Everybody thinks about their set and everybody else's set and where their place is in the night yeah. and tries Dude, to do the 100%. right thing. One hundred percent. It's the most. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, involved.
2: I uh, mean, it's the most thought I've ever seen go into this stuff. It's uh, since we all know each other for so long. There's this uh, even unspoken chemistry where you kind of know what directions Patrick might go or Derek or Servito or Carlos. Like you can't predict it, but you know you know you know a little bit, so you know how to <laughs> how to how to push into this or you know it, it's it's like we're if. In jazz, we would all be a band, but in, this is like the DJ version of jazz.
5: Well, like you, were, you know, I, I think I represent rock and roll. I think Patrick represents the cerebral. I think Carlos just represents just like. The Id. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <right>. yeah. <laughs> you know
3: what I mean. Like Straight everyone's, Id.
5: everyone's got like their their kind of like feel, but could be pl- like that it, 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 it comes through in, in in the programming. Like I don't know, like how they play, not so much what we play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah the, it, it could be that you know you could have a no way back where uh, people play similar records, but they put it in such a different context. That's what's so special about the party. Is it's a really refined concept. You know, it's it's, you know, it's twenty years or more of music. How far away ago was the nineties? I
3: don't know. <laughs> I forget.
1: <laughs>
2: Which it's part of the nineties? Th- b- it's
1: almost thirty a bunch. years. Going <laughs> no, <we're not> on thirty. <laughs> we're all old. <laughs> Shh. Um. Should we move on to another selection or let this one play out? Oh, Let's, let's let them hear the heat. Okay, so we're going to hear the end of this track. Uh, this is Blake Baxter, When a Thought Becomes You. This is The Bunker, New York on Red Bull Radio. Shows the pain. He keeps it all is So I think of you... Radio. We're here with the whole, almost the whole No Way Back crew. Uh, we're on to Brendan BMG's selections as we talk about the music of No Way Back, and uh, this
2: one is Jason Loveland. Uh, this is something you put out on.
1: IT this year right
2: yeah it's uh, it's on the acid series it's the first volume of the acid series Jason Loveland I guess it's his uh, debut release the um, and the whole concept of the acid series is to put out music that's inspired by or feels like no way back right you know so it's got decorations from a no way back and you know for the label art and for the uh, sleeve and all that kind of stuff and this music just he's a guy I met at no way back
1: Yeah, I think that's where I met him too. I remember it was not this one, but the last one I bought one of his tracks from his Bandcamp and played it, and he he totally wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it was the first time Jason Loveland was played at No Way Back, and he just had this moment on the floor, where he's telling everybody like, "This is my track." They're like, "What? Yeah. This is my track." <laughs> <laughs> and then what? this like
2: last year, uh, I think it, there he was the most played artist. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, for sure. I played three tracks of his, I think, in my <laughs> set.
1: I think oh. he said something.
5: I think it was three. Yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, I didn't even know if he was still there. Like like he was. No, he, he he was there. <laughs> I was looking for him. I couldn't find him. I mean, this was There's a character. A lot of places.
1: Y- you knew him before No Way Back,
5: right? Yeah. From, I'm, like, back in the day? Yeah, like, 2000, 2011, or 2000, 2011, <laughs> something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, no, he was a, chi- it was, he, I knew him from Chicago, like, all the, all the Chicago kids. Yeah. And he was, like, doing stuff on, like, Force Inc. or Force Tracks. I can't quite remember. Yeah, I remember As you rabbits, telling me that. Okay. Yeah, that was like 2000, 2001, maybe 99 even.
1: So now you're getting a lot of music from people inspired by the party. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, that was the idea behind uh, our label as well, the Bunker New York, was just all these people coming to, really talented people coming to the party, making music, not knowing how to get this music out into the world, and it just... I think that concept makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, it's like a like a reaction to what you're actually doing. The events that we do, it's music for those actual events. And it's like full circle. And you actually get to tell the story through the uh, another means, which is records, which have a totally other life, you right. know, than like parties or party flyers or, oh, remember party flyers? But, uh, <laughs> oh, when they were actually printed out? Yeah. Showing my age. Like kind of. paper? <laughs> what did you do with those? Threw right. them
1: away. Take a picture of them and put them on Instagram? I don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, it's just, you know, to tell that story, but it's like a, a somebody I actually met on the dance floor of No Way Back that, you know, the first two records from the Asset Series are, pe- are people that I met through No Way Back. Right. And this is the Trip Report mix. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck 606. Fuck 606, trip report makes.
1: Uh, should we let this one fly for a couple minutes? For sure. Yeah, okay. It. You're listening to The Bunker, New York on Red Bull Radio. listening to The Bunker, New York on Red Bull Radio. We're here with, uh, well, a bunch of people from No Way Back. We're listening to some of BMG's selections for, I guess, music that influenced or just music of No Way Back. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Jason Loveland on
2: IT's Acid Series label. And this is, is this another one from the Acid Series or? Yeah, this is an upcoming Acid Series. This is uh, one of my uh, just favorite people and a really great artist from Chicago, Jordan Zawida. Um, I was really great friends with his older brother and, uh, I just, Jordan moved to Chicago and created his own space and his own sound. It, uh, is both like, uh, he's just really deep into his own machines and he's got his own sound. He's got this really great record on K Stark. He's on the, uh, nation box set. That's all the different formats, right. you know, like the beautiful box. Um, and, uh. I've just been working with him for a while to get just the right release together and this it just he gave me this incredible acid one So it made it part of the acid series, but this one here He didn't mean it to be like Drexia, but to me it really feels like a kind of like Drexia freak out like a, a, a like Yeah, a, I hear a, what you mean a Gerald one with this with a straight beat You know kind of thing cool it's magical
1: and I would argue that you probably more than almost anybody alive knows about the connection between Chicago and Detroit. Yeah. I mean, it's something you've...
2: There's, no, there's people who know more.
1: Oh, yeah? They, they, they've
2: li- yeah, they've lived more than I have. But they, they, they don't talk on the microphone as much as I do. Okay. <laughs> but, yes, it's, it's something I, I put a lot of time into researching. I mean, we actually had Robert Williams. This is the guy who was, you know, we're in New York. It's uh, He was the truancy officer of Frankie Knuckles and Larry LeVan here in, in New York. He went to the He went to the sanctuary. You know, like this is a nineteen sixty nine disco. Right. He he went to uh, the gallery. You know he he's the guy who put the acid in the uh, in the apples. Right. You know so that people would just you know he you know which he uh, something he uh, he moved to Chicago. He brought Frankie Knuckles there, opened up the warehouse. Then he uh, after as that faded out, he opened up the music box with Ron Hardy, and. You know, eventually was dancing on the floor to uh, Servito and myself at uh, the 2014 No Way Back.
1: How did that happen?
2: It's, uh, I'm working on a big project with him. So he ended oh. up staying with us for the weekend.
1: Very cool. Uh, should we let this one fly then? Yes. Cool. All right. You're listening to The Bunker, New York on Red Bull Radio. Listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Uh, that was Jordan how do you pronounce the last name? Zawida. Zawida. Uh, upcoming on the acid series on IT. And Brendan, for your final selection, this is It's Mikav-
2: the null set project of yeah. Mika Venio. Yeah, again, another towering influence on <laughs> yeah. all of us and no way back. Yeah such a great thinker. I mean, I talked earlier about importing a box of records from Saco and it's like, I was able to sell like the, I mean a really great moment in my life is selling D win a Saco record and having him actually play it at black hat. You know, it's uh, uh, weird moments like that, or, you know, introducing a bunch of the people who are into avant garde music or rock to the, um, the Metri CD, you know, which came with a, you know, beautiful picture of the, uh, complex sound generator or whatever the name of their synth was. Um, you know it's just exceptional what a brilliant artist but this is from a i think a 2011 release asta or something like that uh, on seiko but it's uh, um this one is like one of the only ones that he ever did that has a drexia feel and this gets played by either myself or carlos almost every no way back okay very cool and and i know
1: this he's a huge influence on you as well patrick I mean you did that you did that mix that people can find online when he passed this year it's (laughs) yeah i'd I'd say for for for
2: patrick carlos and myself this guy is and for you, I think as well. Yeah, it's just like a giant influence. I was lucky enough to be given uh, the first two records on Sacco. I sent uh, Dan Bell was going to Berlin to stay, uh, you know, with uh, Mark Ernestus, and he made the record with Moritz von Oswald. Then that came out on uh, uh, Peace Frog, the Alien EP. Uh, you know, City on the Edge of Forever. Right. where it says from beyond in it, and. Um, I gave him like 200 bucks to buy some records at Hard Wax, and he came back with the first two Sacco records, the one with the holes drilled through it, right? And then also the uh, the first seven records on Evolution, the label that uh, you know for like later became Jedi Knights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, yeah, just amazing stuff. So th- this artist has been a, a big part playing the music of Mika Venio on my radio show, Crush Collision, back in the 90s in Ann Arbor. I actually, like, I would get phone calls. I, I think it changed Terrence Dixon's life. You know, was like... Playing, oh,
1: yeah, you told me about that. You know,
2: <laughs> play, playing these things. Well, he tells me all the time. You know, he's like, he reminds me. If I ever forgot... Wow. Uh, you know... He's still talking about it. Yeah, it changed his <laughs> life. You know, and... Uh, um, so, yeah, it's, it, there's, there's a lot there, but there's this, uh, also to take it back to Dan Bell, he did this uh, Silicon Ghetto series on Accelerate, the first three Accelerates, and on the third one, uh, second or third one, I, I don't remember exactly, but it's, uh, uh, there's a Gerald uh, tune, uh, you know, from Drexia, Doppler Effect, etc. Cool. Um, that is in this style. This like this sounds like a cover of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just so much of his music too. I feel it's such an influence on me, but I don't even I don't even know if I've heard the half of it. <laughs> right. You know, there's <laughs> so much. Um, so with that, I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into Erica's selections. One of along with me, one of the newer right. way back residents, but always a part of the. Parties, the production, right. everything from the very. I right, know
0: from the very beginning. I think I've done every job at the party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Over sometimes the years, it's all like,
1: in one party. Right,
0: like <laughs> the door, the bar, the helping Amber do set up, like. Yeah, you I, got remember,
2: got I remember got a broken were finger once too. Right? Oh
0: my god, no. that's a Bethany Loft one. Yeah, yeah the Bethany Loft yeah.
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> we had to end the party early because of that.
0: <laughs> hey, that wasn't why. No,
2: no, the part, the yeah, the police showed up and then you. Hid. Well, but
0: I had to talk to them while there was blood running down my <laughs> hand and like dripping off my elbow. <laughs> Good work wait,
2: in Beaumont hey, Hospital. I
0: kept
7: them out of really party. crappy afters.
2: <laughs> 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 I, I think I think the best was on Detroit Love. After that party was an act like a photo of one of the D Love members pissing on the cop car that had come. Wow. Yeah, that was <laughs> That was Craig Rathwell. That was Craig Rathwell. Pretty high level. Yeah. That's, actually,
1: that's when I left that party. I remember being outside and really freaked out and the cops pulled up and someone was pissing on the car and I was like, "This No. I'm out.
3: I'm out. This is going nowhere
1: good. I need to go back to my The hotel. revolution. <laughs> this is not gonna end well. Yeah, it's a, uh,
2: e- Erica started with a f- uh, her first uh, performance at No Way Back was a live show.
0: Right. Well, there was the I did the ambient thing yeah. at the PS1. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Public assembly. Yep or public assembly, I always say PS1. Yeah. Like that, that letter P thing really just like ruins it for me, you know? I
3: feel the
5: same way about 2000 and
0: 2011. <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> difference. 50 or 100. Yesteryear.
1: Um, so the first track you selected here is Peter Van Hoosen, Oscar's Blood. Um, oh yeah,
0: and you know, so this is a newer track and most of what I picked here, or pretty much everything I picked here is something newer because I'm always trying, I I get really personally sick of records really fast, and I don't like to play them all the time. So I'm always bringing like a whole new.
1: Yeah, you're always playing the new records I've
0: never really played before, especially at No Way Back. So, you know, I'm kind of like on the edge of not knowing what's going on at all. And like, you know, (laughs) punching people in the face with techno and uh, them hard, <laughs> <laughs> but this one this one I picked today because af- like uh, two different people were just like dying to know what it was later and like came at me with like the techno karaoke oh yeah <laughs> of that. what this song that's does.
1: always so much fun <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you want to do when you finish DJing right
0: right right
1: okay so let's listen to this for a minute this is uh, Peter Van Hoosen Oscar's Blood you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio
0: Red Bull
8: Radio
1: Listening to the bunker, New York, on Red Bull Radio. Here, listening to the music of No Way Back, with a whole with a whole bunch of the No Way Back resident DJs. Now we're into some of uh, Erica's selections, and what's this one? Blush Response, Machine God.
0: Yeah. So this is another one that just sounds really, really, really huge on that six point sound system that Jim puts up in that big dark room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was this mm-hmm. this was the first year of six point sound, or no? What That's- was different this year? Was da- it was it was. Definitely much better than the year before There's something way
0: better just the tuning.
1: it wasn't it wasn't
2: extra stacks or No, no, but they did it. He thought through it much uh, More complexly and it it was previously he had uh, integrated another sound system into the front And this was all his own stuff So it had this flavor and the way he did it the way he surrounded the people with the sound he thought about it for a whole year and it. it,
7: Calculated delays, right?
2: Yeah, it's highly improved with the the timing of all the sound. And I mean, for my live show, he gave gave me aux sends for each speaker so I could send stuff to like, you know, each stack right that's so
0: insane and and then you know the other thing that's different is that we you know up in the couple months before no way back we do a couple of parties in that venue to kind of test out the sound and work through it and you know see how it's going to go so just Mm -hmm. a month prior we'd done an event in that room with all that sound which i mean obviously was way more sound than we needed for a normal Mm -hmm. 200 person event but
1: yeah when you guys (laughs) do the off festival events at tangent um you're usually using the smaller room, or yeah. you do use the yeah, big one? Yeah,
0: we usually use the smaller room, but we do use the big one when we're, we when we want to do these kind of test runs on the sound and the, and the space.
1: Yeah.
2: So we, yeah, we did uh, uh, Bill Converse and Carlos Sufrant tagging all night with an Ectomorph live show in there somewhere, and live painting from Ron Zachron.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, really? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, and he, he painted us gotcha. like the 20 year 20 years ago, how we looked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was great it's just, it's just how you do the king's portrait <laughs> and this year was also the first year of the sound
1: outside at No Way Back right yeah that, yeah. that had never happened before no
2: no we, 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 we did that for this uh, um, we had a, at the Trezor party that we throw that weekend at, as part of Return of the Source on the Saturday we did a surprise Dan Bell uh, garden set the Berliners call it garden it's you know, so t-
0: cute it's like oh it's a pile of dirt and concrete it's a garden I'm like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, are the, from the, Berlin.
2: The, the garden at Berkheim is, I don't, I don't know, it's not a lot of plants. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so we did a sunrise set at the garden with, with Dan, and then, um, you know, they're like, hey, we'll just run the sound out here, and it made the overflow for No Way Back. I thought, just perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there was some pretty serious overflow this year. Yeah. When
0: well, right. we opened up that back tunnel so that you could actually come and go, and that sound was kind of right outside of where the the side hole was. Side hole. <laughs> you know.
1: My favorite hole. All right. Let's let's let this one play out. Uh, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio in the way back ten year anniversary edition. listening to The Bunker, New York on Red Bull Radio. We're back already because we have so much to talk about. Um, (laughs) We're into Erica's selections now, and I think we're going to hear something from 400 PPM, which is Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and this is just one of the weirder ones.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is, I mean, for Sean, that's really saying something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But this record is really fun to mix, and this is another one that I played this last year and just was a joy to play because it just kind of comes out of nowhere yeah
1: yeah this is from the album right
0: yeah which I think had like just come out that week or something or maybe was about
1: to I don't remember yeah I mean I would think in the last couple of years there's probably I mean I'm certainly playing them it seems like there's been a lot of Sean Sullivan played at No Way Back mm-hmm. um, and he's been a frequent guest at the Bunker have you guys ever had him in Detroit?
0: No, we haven't. Yeah, there's an Mm -hmm. idea.
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But while we're on kind of our last mic break here, we should shout out uh, everything that's happening this weekend, why we're doing this, why everybody's in New York. Uh, We're doing the No Way Back 10-Year Anniversary New York Edition. It's on Saturday at Good Room, and there's the full information for that. You can see at thebunkerny.com. Still tickets available. Um, Amber's doing full deco. Everybody who's here today is playing. Uh, Carlos Sifrant will be playing. Outer Space will be playing live. Um, am I forgetting anything? No, that's it. That's that's enough. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be and and this will be actually the first I think the first time we've had two
2: dance floors ever yeah. it's, not, it's like, like a, pro- ever. probably yeah. like the first and only no way back with two dance floors yeah, yeah. Well,
1: uh, because we I mean we've because venues are such a pain in the ass in New York I feel we've done I think we were saying we've done six, I think we've done this will be like the seventh one in New York and the sixth venue or something like that right, right. like we're always changing it uh which is great for Amber to have to figure (laughs) (laughs) figure it out again every time. Uh, But yeah, every venue in New York York has unique challenges. And uh, sonically, at Good Room, having an ambient room just uh, wouldn't work. Yeah, it would be impossible there. there. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It it would not be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're going to have in the Good Room, the bigger room, we are actually doing the original leaky roof lineup of... Brendan, Derek, Patrick, and Carlos. And then uh, Erica, Servito, myself, and the Outer Space Live set will be in the bad room. Spacey yes. and room. And
0: you really, really do want to come and see the Outer Space Live set yeah. because it really is really fantastic. That's yeah, so I mean, true.
1: we've talked a lot about the arc of the night and there, I mean, there is a you know very distinct arc to No Way Back that it. I think the whole party will make more sense for people if they actually are there at the beginning and don't walk in at... 2:30 a.m. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, when it's when it's in full rage mode, you have to see it <laughs> go from nothingness to something. It's yeah. really an amazing thing to witness. It's yeah. also better because
1: if you don't walk in at 2 a.m., you won't have to wait in line or deal <laughs> with any bullshit. You'll just walk right in. It's really Be nice. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. You should
6: always come early to No Way Back and just stay all night.
1: That's the plan, right? That's that I mean that's how I've I think that's literally how I've always done it. I don't think I've ever come to No Way Back late because I'm usually staying at Erica's house during the festival and we <laughs> pack up a bunch of shit and head over there and, and like I've and I'm usually the first DJ or one of the first DJs. So I, I don't think I've ever missed a part of No Way Back personally. I'm just always Whoa. I'm always there all night, except for the time the guy was peeing on the cop car, and I was. Like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's seriously, the one time I pieced out of No earlier. That's my first oh, right. one. I was like, I'm getting freaked out. And
0: that was the, That's the only party I've ever missed part of too, because I had to go to the ER. Right, <laughs> <What> a, you <laughs> have to go. You just wanted
3: to go.
4: didn't have to go. <laughs> you want to survive?
0: No, that no. door
4: slam was pretty hardcore. I was yeah, standing right the there with you. I was right there. It was awful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't leave for like another hour <laughs>
5: oh Heidi Part says Alvira is perf- a perfectly
1: nice name oh, oh, see man. I Come told you like she'd that. be into it <laughs> newest member of the No Way Back family um, so yeah we've got about five minutes left here um Thanks, everybody, for coming in and doing this. We'll some yeah, of you, yeah. I
5: want to send a big shout-out to Carlos Soufrat, man. I really wish he was here. Carlos. Yeah, we, we should have talked did. about him a little bit. I know.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. worried shout that we forgot the, about
5: just, him. there's only so much my imitation can go, you know? <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> I, that's it. That was it. No, he did it. He oh, did I need it. to have something to say. Right. Yeah, it, man, you know.
0: It's not an on-the-spot thing. It's it's
2: the, the best I was know. when uh, Dan Bell gave Carlos a nickname, the Phantom of the Deep.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, It's yeah, pretty good. That, <laughs> that is really crazy. <laughs> All right. So thanks again, everybody. We've got uh, one more track to listen to here, Erica's Selection. We're not really going to talk about it because we need to get off bank. but this is uh, Dasha Rush, Black Swan. <laughs> thanks for listening. It's the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.